0: What is going on my fellow collectors how is everybody doing today Dear double 19 here and today i am doing a very different type of video that i want to try to do every month or every other month this was also heavily inspired by the late glenn webb with his evolution of action figures videos i tried my best doing research on everything some things I couldn't confirm 100%, but most the lines in the video, and everything else is pretty accurate. But if I do get something wrong, I do apologize. Now, let's get into this video. We are taking a look at one of the most popular characters of all time, and that is none other than... Goku! We've gotten tons of Goku figures throughout the years, from the 80s, 90s, to 2000s, 2010s, to where we are at now. Goku is one of the most beloved characters, and most popular characters, period. So of course, there's going to be a ton of figures of them. When you ask a random person if they know what anime is, usually the first anime that comes to their mind is Dragon Ball Z, or the first character they think of is Goku. With the popularity of Dragon Ball Z, we got a ton of different Goku action figures from AB Toys to Erwin Toys, Jack Specific, the Hybrid Series, SH Figuarts, Dragon Stars, Figurized Model Kits, and so on. We have also gotten Goku figures in so many different scales, from three three quarter inch to four inch, five inch, six inch, eight inch, and even twelve inch. So not just different toy companies, but also different scales. And as time went by, the figures got better and better. From accessories, more articulation, much better sculpting, more accurate how the character looks, and just better action figures in general. Then eventually we got to where we are at today with Goku figures that look like he was directly taken out of the anime or manga. I'm mainly referring to like S.H. Figure Arts or Imagination Works, and there is a couple other lines that are doing pretty good. But to me, S.H. Figure Arts is the top dog when it comes to 112 scale. Dragon Ball Z action figures. Alright, so enough of that. Now, let's get into all the different figure lines for these Goku figures. So starting it off here, this was the earliest figure line I could find that really kind of like started Dragon Ball figures, action figures, but around this time in 1989, the AB Toys line seemed like it was the first big DBZ figure line. I don't recall having too many of these, or if I did, there was only about one or two of them. We mainly got, like, the rubbery, pre-posed action figures around the late 80s and, and early 90s, but they did release a lot of figures within that time frame. They did make them in all different scales, Plus, they had a few figures with the rubbery bodies that had bendy wire inside them. Back then, that was considered articulation, which it still is actually used today. Example, NECA's gargoyle figures, the tails, have the bendy wire in it. So, AB Toys, they made in total around four or five individual Goku figures, so not too many, but they did make a lot of other characters as well. So now moving on, we are done with the 80s, and now we are moving on to 1998 with the Super Battle Collection. This was an early Bandai DBZ line, and they made a little over 40 figures, and out of the 40, about 9 of those were Goku figures, from his Powered Down form to Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 3, and Super Saiyan 4. I believe I did have a couple of these, and one thing I really did like were the swappable accessories. Back then, that was different when it came to figures. It also seems like they never made it past 1998 with this line, but these were really before DBZ started blowing up in America. Alrighty, so now moving on to a figure line I know most of you know and most likely started off collecting, and that is Irwin Toys. Now, getting into Irwin Toys, I had a bunch of these. Back when Dragon Ball was blowing up, Erwin Toys hit us with a ton of DBZ figures. We got so many different Gokus from them to Power Down, to Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 3, and more. Now remember, this was before Super started, so we're not going to be getting any other forms. Plus, this was also the time when lame action features were big. I always hated them, and still do, to this day. Erwin Toys made a total of around 72 different figures. And they mainly focused on 2-inch to 5-inch figures. And it looks like they started in the year 2000. And they made around 22 Goku figures. From individually packaged figures to 2-packs. And there were a couple sets with Goku figures included in them. But then, the making of any Dragon Ball Z figures from Erwin Toys ended sometime in the year 2003. But for me, this is where it all began with collecting Dragon Ball figures, and I'm sure most of you as well. So continuing here, this is another huge, huge toy line, which I had a bunch of these figures, and that is Jack's Pacific. Before we head over to Jack's Pacific, we had another toy line that isn't really talked about too much or even mentioned. I don't even remember this line, so this is the Dragon Ball Twinami line, and this was around, like, the early 2000s, but still was an articulated figure line. Like I said, I almost forgot about this, and I had to add it in. But this line here was much smaller, and it looks like they were released around, like, the year 2000, maybe 2001 or 2002, so somewhere in the early 2000s, and they only sold as two packs. Another thing is they do have LEGO figure-like hands, which I found pretty funny, but their packaging also looks very similar to Erwin Toys' packaging for their Dragon Ball line. They didn't last too long with Dragon Ball figures, and it looks like they went on for only about a year and they made just five figure sets so in total 10 figures and two of those figures was our friendly neighborhood saiyan man so they did make the power down version and then they did make a super saiyan version and you can find these fairly cheap on the secondary market today now moving over to jack's pacific Sometime at the end of 2002, they did sign a deal to continue making Dragon Ball figures since Erwin Toys ended up going bankrupt. So it seems like around the middle of 2003 is when we got our first jack Pacific Dragon Ball action figure, or their first series. And they also made the Dragon Ball Ultimate figure series, which I did not know that myself. Hmm, very interesting... For their regular releases and 2-packs, we got around 57 Goku figures. That's almost as many figures as Irwin toys made in their entire line. Plus we did get a couple other Goku figures that was in like uh, the movie sets or something like that, which is pretty cool actually. But the beginning of the line with their basic figures were really fun. The sculpting was much better this time around compared to Irwin. No more stupid action features. Plus, we didn't just get the 1 12th type scale, we also got 1 6 scale figures from them. Something I also loved about their line is they didn't just do the series, they did movie characters. And who doesn't love DBZ movie characters in figure form? Cause I know I do, and I know you do too, champ. Along with Starblast and a lot of other collectors They also started jumping into Dragon Ball GT, so now Super Saiyan 4 Goku and Vegeta are coming into the picture. But Jax made a lot of other great characters, Bojack, Battle Damage Piccolo, Pycon, Bardock, and so much more. They did make just about every version of Goku between Z and GT, like the Power Down Goku, Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 3, Super Saiyan 4, Battle Damage, and a bunch of other versions as well. They made all the characters we are currently dying to get in the SH Figure Arts line today, like GT Goku. Make GT Goku. And so, Jack Pacific really was trying to give us as many different characters as they could and different versions of characters. Now, as I mentioned before, Jax did have a smaller-scale Dragon Ball line, which was their ultimate figure series. Now, this series was more around a 4-inch scale, and I thought it was a pretty cool figure line at the time, but they actually were pretty bad-looking. They were just, like, very blocky, you know? They were just odd. But for the time, they weren't bad. So, it seems like sometime in 2005 is when Jack's Pacific stopped releasing new Dragon Ball items. No! And this is where we get into the really good lines, like the ones we are currently collecting to this day, and some of the first really good figure lines. So, continuing here, after Jack's Pacific, we got the Bandai Hybrid series. Now, this is a line I absolutely loved. At the time, this was the best articulated Dragon Ball Z figures, and had decent accessories, and before this hybrid line, we didn't really get accessories like this. But pretty much every figure in the line had alternate hands, which is awesome. Some characters or a character had an alternate head, then you had some that had an interchangeable torso, so we are getting very different type of accessories that we usually don't see. This line mainly did focus on like 3 and 3 quarter inch or 4 inch scale, and they did release this line between the years of 2006 and 2008. And at this time, this was my main line I collected when it came to the Dragon Ball figures. They made a total of 5 Gokus in that time frame, so they made a Power Down Goku, They made a Super Saiyan Goku, Super Saiyan 3 Goku, Super Saiyan 4 Goku, and then we did get a Kid Goku from GT. Another real cool thing about this line, I believe this was the first line that started giving us translucent Dragon Balls. That's awesome, because Erwin did give us Dragon Balls, but they weren't translucent. So I believe, I could be wrong, but I do believe the hybrid series was the first line that started with the transparent or translucent Dragon Balls. So, as Champ was editing part two, he found out about another figure line that we both totally overlooked and forgot about. And what's crazy is I had every figure in this line, even though they only made four figures. So this line here was pretty much the Japanese imports back in the early 2000s, which was also around the same time Irwin Toys was releasing their figures. So this was the Ultimate Evolution Dragon Ball line And the company that was making these figures Were called Unified Now we did only get the one Goku figure But as I mentioned they only made four figures So they made Goku of course Vegeta, Gohan, and Trunks So pretty much like the main four Saiyans But what was great about this line Was all the different display options Because you get a lot of great accessories So for example you could buy three different Goku figures of the same figure, but then you'll have three different versions of Goku. They gave you the Powered Down Head Sculpt, the Super Saiyan 1, and Super Saiyan 3. So, right off the bat, it's three figures in one, or you could buy three of these figures and have three different versions of Goku on display. Now, the articulation on these guys was very let's say, lacking in that department, you got points of articulation that were pretty much swivel cuts. But keep in mind, these were released over 20 years ago. The detail was another good and bad aspect to these figures. Back then, I, I really did love this line because the amount of detail they put into these, and they were definitely on another level, especially compared to Erwin toys. Alrighty, so continuing on, this is where it gets really good, because a lot of us collect this line today. And that is none other than the best Dragon Ball figure line in 6-inch scale, and you guys already know it, SH Figure Arts. This line started in 2010, and it is still currently going today, and it is also the most popular Dragon Ball figure line and most successful. They've been going on way over a decade now. But I do remember seeing that very first manga version Piccolo. Then I saw the manga version Super Saiyan Goku. They pretty much released them back to back, but these figures changed the game. I mean, look at them today! Wait till you find out how many figures they have, if you don't already know. Tomashi Nations really came out of nowhere with these brand new, amazing 1/12 scale DBZ figures. With great detail, such advanced articulation—I've never seen articulation like that until NSH Figure Arts Dragon Ball. For and the accessories were just the icing on the cake. This is when, like faces and hands, started being a basic type of accessory to include with figures. So Goku was actually the second figure released in this line. Piccolo was first, and this line elevated action figures to a whole new level of awesomeness. When I got my first two figures, I was so impressed that I told myself this is the only line I'm collecting for now on when it comes to Dragon Ball figures. When it comes to SH Figure Arts, they do have a total of about 25 Goku figures, not counting the Clone Goku or any of the Goku Blacks, because that technically is not... The real Goku! So we have 16 regular type releases, and then there's 9 exclusives. So within a decade time frame, they have made, or will shortly have, in total, 147 figures in the line. And 25 of those are good old Goku. They pretty much made all of the main forms or versions of Goku, but there are a lot more versions. For them to make. GT Goku, GT Goku, GT Goku, GT Goku. <laughs> GT Goku. <laughs> yes, that's right. GT Goku. I know you like that one, chap. So, after Figure Arts made huge waves in the figure community, we got another company from Bandai that wanted to jump in, but with three and three quarter inch figures. And that is the Dragon Ball Shoto line. And this line was around, looks like they started around 2013. Not sure when they ended, maybe 2018, 2019, or 2020. But it does seem like they aren't releasing any more figures as of now. So to me, this felt more like an updated version of the Bandai hybrid line. Which it probably was, because the Shoto line is also Bandai. They released their first series around 2013, and I believe they were trying to release and prep for the Battle of Gods movie. Personally, I'm not a big collector at all when it comes to 3-3-4-inch three three figures, but I do have both versions of Bardock. I love Bardock. Shoto has made a nice chunk of figures. They made around 6 Goku figures, so they did do a Power Down version, a Super Saiyan version, a Battle Damage Super Saiyan version, Super Saiyan Blue from the Resurrection F movie, Super Saiyan God, and then finally Mastered Ultra Instinct, so they did make a pretty good amount of Goku figures, and versions of Goku I personally do like and prefer. Alrighty, so now moving on to the Figure Eye Standard model kit line. This line here, I have a lot of fun with. This line mainly focuses on six-inch scale figures. and is a bit different compared to your regular Dragon Ball figure lines because they're model kits. So it's not just the basic figure where you just buy the figure and that's the figure out of the packaging. You get to build it, which is more fun, and then you create an awesome action figure and they're also extremely fun to pose around. So, Figure Eyes as of now made around a total of nine Goku figures. They also made these two Master Grade Goku figure model kits. They did do a Power Down version and a Super Saiyan version, which I never got, but I do have, and built most of their regular model kits. Seems like the Figure Eyes model kit line started around 2016 and they are still going currently today. They actually recently just released an updated new spec version of Goku that I did build and review, and cards of it should be popping up on the screen in case you want to check that out. So moving on over now to Dragon Store Stores? <laughs> Damn it. So now, moving on over to Dragon Stars. This is a more recent 6 inch scale figure line, and it's from Bandai America. To me, this is pretty much like the Marvel Legends version in America of the Dragon Ball figures. If SH arts are a bit too pricey, this is a good second option for collectors. They have released a bunch of figures within that time frame, and they made about 23 Goku figures in total. There's 15 individually packaged Goku figures, and the rest are in like 2 packs or 3 packs. And I do believe the line started releasing, or they released their first series around 2018. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's when Series 1 released. And the line is still currently going today, releasing new figurines. So, continuing on, we got another figure line very similar to Dragon Star's. And that is the Dragon Ball Evolve line. This line looks like they started around 2019 and they are still currently going today. And they do make Naruto uh, figures as well. So this line is more current. You can find these figures actually in local stores today like Walmart's and Target's. This is also the next 5-inch articulated figure line from Dragon Ball since Jack's Pacific in 2005. But it's interesting. So when this line released Series 1, they were extremely difficult to come by because people didn't know the proper name of the figure line. So if you try to search for Dragon Ball Evolve, you wouldn't be able to find the line. Which is very odd. From the end of 2019 into 2020, the issues got rectified. And now you can find this line easily in stores and online. They are still fairly new, so they haven't really had a chance to make as many figures. But it looks like, as of now, they have released around 14 figures in the line. And five of those is our buddy, Goku! So they did make a Super Saiyan Blue Goku, mastered Ultra Instinct along with Omen Ultra Instinct, Super Saiyan, and then we do have the Battle Damage Super Saiyan. Also, which line do you like better? The Dragon Ball Evolve line or the Dragon Stars line? Alright, so now we're heading into the last two... Figure lines, and this one here is the last official figure line. So in October of 2020, a new, slightly, a little bit bigger in scale figure line decided to get into the Dragon Ball figure game. Imagination works. Now, I have never gotten any of their figures, but I am so tempted because they look amazing. They really do. These are more around the 7-inch, 8-inch scale mark and they only made one Goku figure, which does have his base form head sculpt, and then they do have the Super Saiyan head sculpt, so you kind of get like two figures with that Goku. But Imagination Works really hasn't made too much more after Goku and Vegeta. They also did make a Luffy from One Piece, but I haven't heard too much more from them, so I'm not sure if they're still currently making figures, or if they are going to continue, or not, so... Not too sure about Imagination Works, but they do make some very nice-looking figures. And then last year, we're going to move on to the third-party stuff. So I'm mainly going to focus on Demonical Fit or Demoniacal Fit and Kong Studios. Both Kong Studios and DF are pretty much SH Figure Arts knockoff companies. But they're really good third-party companies. Plus, they make characters or versions of characters you will never see in the SH Figure Arts line. Not in a million years! So, DF has been around for quite some time. There is also customizers and small companies who do just make head sculpts too. Think of that, Dragon Ball Z figures are so popular that we can just buy headsets and continues growing. Demonical Fit, Demoniacal Fit, they actually started off with head and face sets, then they got into figures and I believe their first figure was Captain Ginyu, and that released sometime in 2018. I can't give an exact number on how many Goku figures they have released, cause how many different figures have they announced and not released? But they have made a nice chunk of Goku figures. Now, Kong Studios, they're a bit more new of a company compared to DF. I actually prefer their figures over Demonical Fit. Kang has also made a good amount of Gokus plus Xeno Goku, Super Saiyan 4 versions, upcoming Super Saiyan 5, plus fan art versions, and just random, awesome versions. So yeah, this third party line knows what DBZ fans want. And they're pretty smart, because they are tackling versions of characters Tamashii Nations wouldn't care about. It's crazy from where I started to where it's at now. Just... Random third-party companies that aren't official companies are making Dragon Ball figures. So, it's just crazy the history of these Dragon Ball Z and Goku action figures, and I love it. So, wrapping up the video here, Dragon Ball Z will always be popular and new fans are born every single day. We see why we have so many different figure lines currently compared to the lines... We got in the 2000s, 90s, and eight late 80s. We only had one line at a time back then, but the more the series grew, the more toy companies wanted to get in on the action. Today, there are so many different options you can choose from. You can go with the high-end, more expensive figures. You can go with the decent price model kit figures. You can go with the more affordable lines. And it's just great having all these options, because you can pick and choose what you want to get. I mean, who would have thought back in the Erwin Toys days, or even the A.B. Toys days, that we'd have so many different Dragon Ball figures today? Because I sure as hell didn't think that. <laughs> but yeah, these are pretty much most, or all, of the main Goku figures that I could find while researching everything. I had a lot of fun making this video and even learned stuff that I, that I didn't even know before. For the next video, I plan to either do Naruto, Vegeta, Piccolo, Luffy, or Daredevil. You guys can let me know in the comments which character you want to see me do next for the history of action figures. You can even name a character that I didn't mention. But anyway, hope you guys enjoyed the video. Thanks for watching. And don't forget, I will catch you on the next episode of Daredevil 19. And I will also. See you guys later! (laughs) Damn it! There we go. All right, let's (laughs) let's continue.